0: You got the show. The show, the show, the show, the show.
1: Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show.
2: This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN.
3: With 62 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes, for his 16th win, I give you the number one ranked eater in
2: the world, Joey Chestnut. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio. With Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. With all due respect,
0: gross.
1: <laughs> I, it is definitely gross, but it still is absolutely... I said with all due respect. It is absolutely amazing.
0: What's more impressive? What is it, gold, medal in curling or being Joey Chestnut, the, the dominance.
1: The dominance. Are you kidding me? I've never been compared to the greatest athlete of all time, yet I that's all you see on Twitter when you search Joey Chestnut as far as dominance in the world of power eating or speed eating.
0: He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If
1: the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light.
0: Uh, we're going to be as Wolersheim, who's filling in for Alex Stroff, who's off for no apparent re- reason today. Uh, is uh, We're going to be joined by Jake Kogorowski of the Wisconsin State Journal a little bit later. Talk about some of the big Badger recruiting wins. We'll also play Minute to Win It later in today's show. And obviously we'll throw some stones. But Matt Hamilton, good to be back. and get into the show. eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six, And I want to start with the hot dogs. And I want to ask this simple question. How many hot dogs... Could you eat in 10 minutes? 844 hmm. 770 How many hot dogs could you eat in 10 minutes?
1: Those Nathan's hot dogs, I think I'm definitely going into that 5 to 10 range. Maybe I could push 10. Ugh, I don't know. I think I'd start fast and I'd get like six down in like a pretty reasonable amount of time, like five minutes, and I would, I would just be too slow. I think seven is my number. Maybe
3: eight. Ryan, what's your number? I would put my number in the double digits. I feel fairly confident.: Oh my double digits.: <laughs> double, I think I could get low double digits. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to go out there and be putting up Joey Chestnut numbers. No, but even if I had to eat the buns, if I prepared properly the way a true athlete does, I could get to double digits.
0: 770 8447703776. How many hot dogs could you eat in 10 minutes?: so, And Joey Chestnut cleared 62. And then I, Nathan's hot dog eating challenge. We ha- that is our first Iron Jock poll question, and right now, sixty eight percent of you say you'd eat five to ten. Now, Matt, I know that you love uh, the folks over at Iron Jock, uh, and they, they have the, obviously the the, the no uh, stink technology. You'd be stretching that shirt though. Luckily,
1: there are there are go- they do fit nice. Yeah, but- and they you know what they do have the four way stretch technology, so it doesn't matter if you're drilling, you know. 5 to 10 hot dogs like me or 10 to 15 like Wollersheim, or 62 like uh, like our boy Joey Chestnut. But Iron Jack will be sure to make sure you're feeling fresh and smelling fresh because of that silver ion technology. It kills all sorts of odor causing bacteria, so you don't have to worry about smelling whether you're coming back from the gym, getting off the golf course, or just walking around, checking out a Badger game, and feeling fresh in your Iron Jock shirt. It is the best Wisconsin apparel. You can go to IronJock.com to get your Iron Jock apparel today. That's IronJock, J-O-C.com. Iron Jock. It's what's inside that matters.
0: So 844 3776 Daniel Sloth chimes in. There's no way you could eat double digits there, boss. Uh,
1: yeah, dude, I'm with
0: him. I was about <laughs> to get into Ryan. <laughs> he also asked, is that... Does it count if you puke, or is it a no-go if you? Oh, puke? Oh, you're
3: DQ'd. You're That's done. That's a disqualification. Yeah. God, what,
0: what a disappointment. W-
1: so <laughs> you're saying, like, if you prepared, so you're saying right now, if I threw down eleven Nathan's hot dogs in front of you, you could not do it. No. But if you prepared, if I and by preparing you mean like what, like eating a bunch of hot dogs for like a couple of weeks and getting ready, you know, or if
3: I if I went on a liquid diet for a good twenty-four hours, your ahead stomach of time. would shrink. Yeah, my stomach would... No, no, no. Not if we go on the liquid diet. You fill it up with liquid, it uh, still expands. It still stays large, but it's empty. And it needs something to fill it. Okay. I, I, think, I, I think I could do it. Don't think so. If I just had a diet of Coors Lights and water for 24 hours leading up to the contest... Would you like to try that?
1: I will bring in test? 11 hot dogs tomorrow. 11? Well, so, I mean... That's, so, I mean,
3: now I just have to go home and drink a bunch of Coors Light? I mean... For the
1: rest of the... Yeah, yeah. Day. until
3: tomorrow. You could eat tomorrow at... Let's say ten to two, and we can tell ten everyone minutes. how
1: you did.
0: <laughs> Man, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How many hot dogs do you eat in a year, Matt Hamilton?
1: Ugh, I I mean I had a hot dog actually this weekend on a golf course, nice little turn snack. It's pretty classic. Uh I play in eighteen holes at, after nine, you go in and grab a little bite, teed off in the morning, so like by the so time we made that turn, it the was hot time.
0: Dog. Was that the only option? It was a hot dog or burger? Like, what was the thought there?
1: It was just fast. We were, it was kind of a slow ish round, and we didn't get, want to get jumped by the group behind us. So we were just like, it was just like, there it is. It's already wrapped up and ready to go. Cause
0: like 10 times out of 10, I'm taking a, a oh, yeah. brat, Italian sausage, Polish sausage, stadium brat, any of those things so over hot dog. Ten mind times you, This out of 10. was
1: at a golf course uh, with a pool. And that snack shack kind of worked for the pool and the golf course, so there was options were limited, very limited. Honestly,
0: at this point, I limit my hot dog consumption to basically if it's not a Chicago style hot dog, I'm just not going to bother.
1: I mean, that's fair. That's because that's like probably a the elite version of hot dog. I, I I'm not a, as against them as you, so I don't mind like if someone's grilling out and they're like, "Hey, we got we're at the ball game and we got hot dogs and here's some." You know mustard and if that's all we got, yeah, fine. Well, yeah, if that's all there is, then I'll no, eat it. No, but like, it's just something about like being at a ball game and it's just like a hot dog with mustard. That's like okay, it really Okay, but if you're needs. packing it up at
0: 844 3776 you're making your ideal tailgate. You're going to Brewer's Game, oh, yeah, I'm getting bringing triggered all the about fixings. the Cubs. I'm bringing all no, the fixings saying, for the best dog. But I'm saying, what are you putting in? What meat are you bringing? If you're like, I'm going Matt Hamilton foodie, and you say, I'm going to have a tailgate, what are you packing like for you? Not like, oh, I'm trying to do a little bit of everything. Like, I'm saying I want to show up. I want to have a good time. I want to eat some good food, like a hot dog. It's right. usually not on the menu unless you have kids. Uh,
1: yes, I'm going to say yes and no because they, there are good hot dogs. There really are. Uh, we, there's like quarter pound all beef hot dogs that I will get when me and my wife are like, hey, we're going to do a Chicago dog night or, or like if we are going to go tailgate. Variety. But you would bring a brat? variety is the spice of life. So I will bring brats and hot dogs, and I'm probably having one of each. Honestly, I'm, I would rather have a hot dog and a brat than two of either. You yeah. know what I mean? I just like the variety.
0: I don't know. I just don't. honestly, I don't want to say I don't believe and, you, but I, like I feel you, like dude, you're an just all beef hot dog be is ten right out of ten. Now. No, an all beef hot dog is fantastic. And the, well, and we don't eat hot dogs much at the house. But if there's a hot dog at the house, it's an all beef hot dog. Yeah, like it's not. There's not another option. We're not eating. Whatever it is yeah. in another whatever it is in a hot I dog. I like
1: pork. I just think the all-beef hot dogs taste better. I have no problem with whatever. <laughs> Don't tell me, and I'm going to eat it. It's still going to be I delicious. I have plenty <laughs> of
0: problems with what's in there. It's just not the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore. Like, again, Fair if enough. I'm somewhere and they have a hot dog and it's all I have to eat, I'll eat it, and I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. But, like, if I'm packing, even for the kids, Pats and Brats Burgers.
1: Do you or, think you've had 62 hot
0: dogs in your life? Oh, as, as a kid, I definitely ate hot dogs. At some yeah, point, okay. I just stopped eating them. Because I just can choose what I want to eat, and a hot dog isn't on my list. Yeah. So uh, Dave in Deerfield chimes in, who still wants to get us lunch. uh hot Maybe dogs? not hot dogs. <laughs> if you throw up while speed eating, it's called Reversal of Fortune. <laughs> I mean, and Daniel recommends a turkey dog if you uh, load it up correctly.
1: I mean, I'm sure turkey burgers can be good if made correctly. But you're giving a choice. Hot dog or brat?
3: I'm having one. It's easily a Yeah, no, I mean it's not really a question. Hot dogs are kind of gross. If I'm being honest, yeah. I know I could eat a lot of them, but they are gross.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, it, it's it's fine. It's just, and also with, I just don't understand the the competitive eating side of things here too. Like, there's someone with a record of eating 118 pancakes in eight minutes. <laughs> Why? Cause I'm gonna be honest, I can't. Cause eat. we can,
1: Jim. That's like literally why humans do anything. It's because we can. But you're like
0: literally putting your life at risk to eat that many pancakes. <laughs> do you not have a family that loves you? Like I saw, I just loaded up Free Solo on my on my Disney Plus. And I'm gonna watch it. Perfect. That. But that is something that's like, oh, you're climbing a mountain with no rope. This is how'd your oh how'd your uh, significant other died. Uh, they ate 118, well, 117 pancakes in eight minutes. They couldn't break the world record. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, anyways, you're weird. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> they're not making a documentary people about just, these weirdos. People
1: do weird things because they can. Is all I'm getting at. It's I like, think you're desperate for attention. Uh, right. Every competitive eater is desperate for attention. Yeah. What else are you doing this for? Like, what is the joy out of it? It's not the
0: taste Competition. of the food.
1: You can't find anything else. You don't have There's to. There's other people that want to Curl. eat fast against you. Curl. Well, I Play. mean, they, you could say the same thing. Like, curling's or some sport. Play a different sport for the competitions. Like, I, But no, I can't. Like, this is not a real. This is just eating. This is being gluttonous. This is like, hey, well. I don't know enough about competitive eating to truly argue in favor. of I, I do respect competition, though. And sometimes, like, there's people that don't even, like, I know competitive eaters that don't even like spicy foods, but will do spicy food challenges just because it's like a challenge. It's a competitive eating thing. I'm sure there's some, like, weird thing in their brain that just is like, you got to do this. You got to compete. Right. So wrong with You can, you with can them. be Thank the you. best way. Well, yeah. But, like, <laughs> Michael Jordan, there's something wrong with them. But he played basketball. Agreed. I'm just saying, like, all of the best players and athletes and all of them. There's something wrong in their head to make them work that way, right? You're try- you just no. tried to compare. No. Joey Chestnut is the Kobe Bryant of competitive eating. He's the Michael Jordan of competitive eating. Oh, man, I just you are putting your body at such an
0: unnecessary risk for. I mean, again, Joey Chestnut yeah. is the he's on this Mount Rushmore of they broke the sport Jordan Gretzky uh, yeah. those type of players because he makes a half million dollars a year uh, doing this competitive eating. He's got his own brand, but like most of the others are what you win $10,000 if you win the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> yeah. That's not worth it.
1: I mean, if you won, to. Would, would you be worth 844-770-3776.
0: That. Would you train yourself to compete to win the hot dog eating contest? Let's assume Joey's retired, so you have a shot now.
1: Did you see what the other numbers are at? I think that like, second place is at like 47. That's I think- what I mean. So, but maybe you have a shot. I mean, Joey's the goat. But if you had a
0: shot to win $10,000, would you enter the, the hot dog eating contest? <laughs> oh, my
3: gosh. I believe second, third, and fourth ate 43, 40, and 40, respectively. That's, so they were all 20 away from him. That's how dominant he is at this sport. That's what that competitive fire gets. He's the Tom Brady of eating.
0: So Daniel chimes in questioning your research, Matt. He says they win 50 for the hot dog contest.
3: I mean, it's on. You can Google
0: it. Uh, I, I, I'm just—I I have no idea. I did I saw, not. I, I've I went seen with Matt all number. over the
1: internet. That I—if I'm wrong, who cares? That's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to be
2: trying. This is
0: the least uh, least egregious error Matt Hamilton's made. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the show, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Hope everyone had a great Fourth of July. Hope everyone's everyone staying safe in these storms right now. Matt, where did you watch fireworks?
1: Didn't watch fireworks. What? Heard them. I heard them.
0: I heard them last night, but I did not watch
1: any fireworks this weekend.
0: And last night, I bit my not bit my tongue, but I was like, "All right, fine, do your fireworks." It's my dog is cowering in the closet, and I was, it's very annoying. I feel bad for her. Also, I don't want her upstairs. But that night, it's like, fine, people are shooting off fireworks like as of two in the morning. I was still hearing fireworks, and again, Fourth of July, whatever.
1: I cannot but believe you're it. hearing it that late, honestly. I was, this was pretty obviously impressed. Not
0: sanctioned ones. I
1: was impressed, yeah. But or like, someone
0: was shooting things outside.
1: I was just impressed with our neighborhood because, like, at ten thirty, I'd say that was the last sound of fireworks. I was like, "This is a pretty good time to call it quits." Yeah. If you're calling it quits within an hour of like a normal fireworks show, nine thirty to ten thirty. Yeah, it's a good window. You got sun, like suns. You're probably at just about total night by like nine thirty. Yeah, that's usually now. when
0: they shoot them off. Yep. So I watched them over in Grafton. Good show over there. Good okay. time. I heard the Mallards put on a great fireworks show. I could take or leave fireworks, but the kids really enjoy it, so it does add a lot, lot to it. So uh, we'll take your calls on fireworks. I also want to know a little bit about this Brewers-Cubs rivalry, and maybe we'll get more into that tomorrow as they play one more time here. But I really do think that uh, Cubs fans might get under the skin of Wisconsin sports fans even more than the Bears fans do. Uh, we're also again, we're going to talk to Jake Kokorowski about the Badgers' big
2: recruiting 4th of July weekend. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. get out for
1: the conversation that the Matt
0: swears you
1: googled it. Ten thousand for the win. I mean, if you trust that, like when you Google it and Google gives you like that quick answer right under the search bar, if mm. you trust that. Now here's the thing: I'm sure there's other endorsements and other things that are like
0: he makes a half million dollars. Part here. of it, yep. yeah.
1: Like I'm sure this skyrockets him as far as potential to make more money. But like apparently the Nathan's hot dog eating contest pays the winner. 10,000 seconds, 5,000, and the next is 2,500.
0: God, imagine eating, like, 40 hot dogs and just getting $2,500 for it.
1: I mean, that's it's pretty good money per dog. That's probably your doctor bill, though, afterwards. Honestly, I don't think these people, I don't know. I guess maybe they haven't been around long enough. Have you heard of competitive eater dies of heart attack? Where's Kobayashi? I mean, he... Is around? I just think he retired. an idiot guy chimed in.
0: If I had zero family and friends, no job, and nothing going for me, I still wouldn't be a competitive eater. Absolutely embarrassing. And then he says Kobayashi is the GOAT.
1: I mean, Kobayashi was the GOAT. It's hard to say he is when well, Joey Chestnut dethroned him and then continued to defend his title.
0: That's fair. I, again, I don't know enough about it. I do know those two names.
1: Yeah, Kobayashi used to be the GOAT, and then... Yeah, they, him and Joey were rivals for a couple of years, and then there was a, all of a sudden no more rivalry. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty
0: seven seventy six. I want to, before we get to Jake next segment, again, Jake Okorowski is going to join us from Wisconsin State Journal to talk a little Badger recruiting next segment there. They had a big weekend. He'll kind of put it into context for us. But Bobby Portis and Pat Connington, two beloved Milwaukee Bucks players, mm-hmm. Grayson Allen- Thankfully, is probably out the door with the uh, signing that the bucks made this weekend. With uh, Beasley signed to the uh, Bucks because he is Malik Beasley signed oh, a veteran okay. minimum.
1: <laughs> That's not who I thought you were No, doing.
0: Malik Beasley signed a one-year contract, a veteran minimum, and he was on the Lakers last year. He is a very good volume three-point shooter, usually around the 40% range. Okay. And he is a better basketball player than Grayson Allen. So. <laughs> and Grayson Allen makes $9 million, and Beasley makes a league minimum about two point five. So and I know they love Marshawn uh, Bochamp, the rookie from last year. They want to get him playing some. Yeah. they do need a backup point guard. So they do. So I do think that there might be some moves made. Whether it's Grayson Allen moved out, Pat Connington, Bobby Portis, those guys might be attached to Grayson to try to get someone to take Grayson's contract. Right. So eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. And this will be our second Iron Jack Poll question. Would you rather trade Bobby Portis, Pat Connington? Ooh, because Pat very very connected within the community in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. does a lot of community events, seems very connected with the team, ownership all the way down, seems to just bleed Milwaukee Bucks and everything you'd want out of a player. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis is that guy too, but, but just so, I mean, obviously everyone kind of gravitates towards Bobby, he's a better basketball player, more important position, but there is an aspect of they're both very tied in the community. And they both be tough to lose, but I don't know which one if the bucks had to get rid of one I don't know what the fans would want. I know right. what I would want I'd say get rid of Pat Connington just from a basketball perspective. Bobby at that position I need to I want his athleticism I want his energy, I need his size and Connington, you have Bochamp, so go ahead and play uh, go ahead and get rid of pat
1: yeah i'm I'm with you and i totally. Outside of off the court, on the court, what Bobby brings to the game is that's like the X factor that you look for in, like, players. You can't put a value on being able to raise the volume in your arena by an octave or a level or the fact that you can get, like, the whole stadium chanting your name when you're, like, the sixth man, right? Like, Bobby brings an electricity to this team that I'm not, Maybe I haven't been to enough games to see it from Pat Connaughton. He seems like one of those guys who's consistent. You can put in, you can count on him. Just, he brings be, good energy. He's hit. very much a team player, but yeah, I get what you're total saying. total yes. team player. And I think they're both great team players, but like, whenever Bobby was on the floor, you could feel it in Pfizer. So like, that, was, that, for me, would be the reason to keep Bobby over Pat. But I'm sure there's a lot of off the court stuff that would be – would sway that decision. And they, bo- and they both ba- go great I'm off the court. Purely basing this off of when I'm at the games, which do I feel like contributes the most? And I think that X factor that Bobby brings, as far as just an energy to the stadium and the fans and. That, in, in turn, energizes the team. I just think that's invaluable.
0: Before we get out to Z in the D, I know you get energized when we talk about our good friends at Revive Restoration.
1: That's right. It's Revive Restoration, my friend, Josh Duggan, he is here to help you get your life back on track. That's because nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive Restoration to be professional, efficient, as they get your life back on track, 100%. You can go to revivepros.com or check them out, uh, Revive Restoration. They can take care of, like, smoke damage, water damage, they mold remediation. They can uh, get rid of asbestos. Any sort of thing that's putting you, your personal home, or your business uh, in harm's way, they can get you back on track. Hit them up, revivepros.com or Revive Restoration. Ask for Josh Duggan and tell him Jim and Matt sent you.
0: 844 Let's get out to
1: Z&D. Howdy. <laughs> Howdy, Z. I feel like there's a couple extra howdies from, you know, a long weekend, not getting your chance to call in. You just strung them all into one long one there.
4: Pretty much that. Uh, I mean, I got all 10 fingers and toes, so I'm I'm happy now. I got through the weekend. Happy for you. Stuff Good like job. Oh, you know, it's always a struggle. But uh, the thing about is so – Kobayashi and Chestnut, I'll weigh in. I'll try to make it quick as possible. There's actually like a 30-for-30 30 30 on it. It's actually really cool. Kobayashi, when they came about the hot dog game contest, they wanted to make a Super League. And you had to sign into the Super League, and there was like certain restrictions, like you had to do these certain events, and Kobayashi didn't want to do that. So he didn't sign up for that. So they pretty much banned him since the hot dog game contest. There's qualifiers, and Kobayashi's like, no, I'm Kobayashi. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And so they just banned him since he's not part of the league. And so that's why he's never come back to the league. And then there's like two years after, with the, after the first incident, he did it on the rooftop, did a hot dogging contest, but he kind of embarrassed himself about that and just never really got back into it. So that's the whole thing about that. And obviously the endorsements, these guys. But imagine being those guys that are trained for it, the amount of money that you have to put in just to get your body ready for it. And then you're oh, yeah. only getting ten grand. I mean, you just like you're gonna go out to a steakhouse, and I'm gonna get two thirty-two ounce porterhouses, and I'm finish those off. Oh, your bill's a hundred dollars there, and you have to do that like multiple times throughout the month just to keep your stomach big enough. So that's just a big thing. But otherwise, I think that's about it to that. And oh, I was talking about Ryan. I think Ryan's at the nine to eleven range. I and then he said a little bit. He's like, oh, I'll take you on. And So I'm thinking about taking on Ryan in a little hot dog eating contest. I've done it before. <laughs> I've got eight down in ten minutes, so I know I can do it. And that was about eight years ago, so I know my stomach's really expanded since then, so maybe I will be able to get the ten.
0: Alright, Z, thank you for that uh, Thank you update and challenge. Gauntlet thrown. Uh, hot you. dog thrown. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Wolersheim there. They can battle it out. Our second Iron Jock poll question right now, 88% of you basically would trade Pat Connington over Bobby Portis. That is a landslide.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt that way. But then
0: also, 52% of you say that you could eat 5 to 10 hot dogs in 10 minutes. 30% of you say, uh, or 29% of you say less than 5. And then, man, there's a good almost twenty percent that goes somewhere between ten and more than fifteen. So
1: <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that is that is a number. I'll tell you that. We're gonna. I get hope t- a competitive eater is the one like voting on those spots. I-, I do know one.
0: I do know one competitive eater. Despite being so nice about him,
1: I don't know him that well. I don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like how? Like. Is it like a local friend or no, just because, no. like, your famous circles, like in your BMW curling and yes. golf High Handicap? It was like a weird... Like, yeah.
1: It, yeah, it was a weird interaction. I... I, <laughs> Please don't go on the internet and find it. I'm sure you can. There was a weird show called Total Wipeout after the first Olympics. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin Hart was the host. Oh, I'm in. Uh, not Total Wipeout. Uh, uh, maybe it was. TKO. Total Knockout. Okay. And they had like random people doing it and one of them one of the people I was competing against was a competitive eater from Minneapolis and the dude was shredded how did shredded. it make shredded
0: where was your headspace at where it's like i want a gold medal and i'm competing against a competitive eater
1: i, comp- I competed against a competitive eater and someone who played sem- semi pro quidditch what? <laughs> yeah, the hell is Quidditch? Yeah, no, they play this like weird version of Quidditch where they literally you have to play with like a fake broom between your legs and run around with a stick between your legs. It's wild. Is Quidditch the Harry Potter thing? Yes. Okay. I had no idea it was a thing, and I went on the show. They just must have got like people of weird, different walks of life, like curling, obviously out there. Quidditch, almost equally out there. <laughs> Competitive eating.
0: I'll say this: Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg on the Olympics just hilarious perfe- perfection yes absolutely perfection I'd love to have them call it curling put a, <laughs> put, a, put a request in there with uh, yeah. those two because those two calling curling would be pretty great uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton we're going to get to
2: Jay Kokorowski from the Wisconsin State Journal next you're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light miss any of the show find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin on demand and wherever you get your podcasts
0: That sound is supposed to be the announcement of the Big Badger recruit this weekend. Ryan Walshine went for it. It missed. That's fine.
3: Hey, sometimes you miss 100 shots you don't take, right? Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is Religion Hamilton presented by Coors Light. And uh, we will have uh, a minute to win it coming up after this segment here. But quickly, I want to tell everyone about the all new Greater Madison Golf Show brought to you by Coors Light. It'll be at Lake Windsor Country Club from noon until 8 on both Friday, July 28th and Saturday, July 29th. A ton of golf merchandise. Multiple cash prizes. All attendees will, free, will receive a free round of golf at Old Hickory Golf Club and Christmas Mountain Village. General admission and VIP tickets are available at R O Y L E Golf Shows.com. That's R O Y L E Golf Shows.com. We're now joined by Jake Kokorowski from the Wisconsin State Journal. And Jake, big weekend for the Badgers and probably a big, almost full week of Badger recruiting. Uh, thanks for hopping on and. And give us the rundown on some of the the most notable players the Badgers have added recently.
5: Right. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. And I hope all summers are going well so far. And yeah, you hit it right. The Bad J- July started off really hot for the Badgers, where July first, you know, it was his birthday. But Emilio Agard, who's a four-star cornerback, you know, announced his commitment to Wisconsin. You referenced his his announcement. Well, what was funny about it is that you know it's his birthday party and. Next thing you know, he's got five caps on his table, and none of them are Wisconsin. And so he's going through and thanking everybody, including his family. And next thing you know, you hear Jump Around as he's about to announce, and you see someone in a Bucky Badger costume go and, uh, you know, Jump Around plays, and then Bucky knocks over all the caps uh, on the table and hands Uh Emilio the Badger, uh, the Badger cap. And so uh, that was a big announcement there. And uh, so yeah, it's four-star cornerback, according to rivals, uh, he's a top one-sixty player in the nation, according to to that outlet. And, you know, he came for an official visit the second weekend of June. And he told us last week that, you know, he he had basically, he realized he wanted to commit, you know, the second day of his official visit back in June. And so that's a big pickup for a secondary that's continuing to change underneath Luke Fickle and his staff uh, and whatnot and and getting more talent there. He comes from a very talented uh, prep powerhouse in the Philadelphia area, St. Joseph's uh, Prep School out there in Philadelphia. And, you know, the other one, you talk about, you know, fireworks. Uh, There's some four-star fireworks yesterday. Uh, Of course, as I'm at the Indiana Jones movie, you know, you see (laughs) Luke Fickle bat signal go out on the social media and, uh, (laughs) channels. And next thing, you know, uh, yeah, I'm racing and my wife's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, work, honey, uh, as always. And then next thing, you know, uh, Emerson Mandel, who, you know, four-star offensive lineman, according to on three, which is one of the major recruiting outlets, you know, he announces his commitment to Wisconsin. And so, you know, and obviously he's the fifth projected offensive lineman, for this 24, 24 class for Wisconsin and comes from Minnesota. So more board, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota very much have border battles, not just on the field or in the court. You know, they have, it happens a lot, you know, both uh, in recruiting for multiple programs. And so, yeah, you got, you got got you know essentially uh, they they steal the best player the Badgers do from Minnesota uh, for this 2024 class. I know Minnesota did the same for Nathan Roy, who's a four-star offensive lineman out of Guanago, just southeast of here. So it's uh so but they picked up a, a player that you know on three thinks of him as the number five interior offensive lineman in this 2024 class and a top 130 prospect. So. Two big four-star pickups for the Badgers uh, early on in June. They could add on even coming up, uh, you know, in, in the next month or so. So
1: I, I'm really curious, Jake, on how now that we're in this new NIL era of NCAA sports, there I, it doesn't feel like there's necessarily as much as like that building a wall around your state and making sure you get all the in-state recruits. We know that the Badgers are down on in-state recruits this year. How big is it for the Badgers to be able to step over that uh, rival state's uh, wall or line and get one of their top prospects and then kind of vice versa for them and kind of like where this NIL deal is shaking out in the NCAA in this kind of like home state kind of uh, defense of your territory, so to speak?
5: Right. You know, NIL, I mean, you know, for those who don't know, name, image, likeness, you know, it's one of the, it's become big in college football uh, just with players being allowed to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. And, you know, I know, know, you know, honestly, I don't know too much right now in terms of NIL uh, and and just how much it plays a role with Wisconsin. You know, I know there's the Varsity Collective, which is the main, uh, you know, main uh, collective. That you know that Wisconsin athletes you know have seen, but you've seen all the social media posts where they reference the varsity collective. I'm not necessarily sure uh, in terms of just how much of that influence in terms of staying home or those out and grabbing recruits, or you know just how NIL works, where uh, basically you know those type of updates and just how NIL down the road plays a role with recruits trying to come to Wisconsin or not uh, and whatnot. But with in terms of the in state recruiting, you know, yeah, this year, you look at those that enjoy, you know, that uh enjoy looking at recruiting rankings or just keep details. Or sometimes for those that just, uh, to be honest, like some fans just live and breathe by recruiting, you know, they, a, lot of people, a lot of them have made a point that they want, uh you know, essentially, you know, we've to keep the in state recruits in. They're lamenting a bit about this 2024 class where, you have you know Nathan Roy I mentioned before going to Minnesota. You have Donovan Harbor, Corey Smith going to Penn State. Uh, Rob Booker from what, nearby Wanakee was committed to Wisconsin, and then he you know essentially slipped into UCLA uh, and, and whatnot too. So it's uh, you have I think with I think for fans with with the in-state recruiting and that are worried about it, and it's something that I think. Jim Polsi, my columnist, you know we, we share a similar opinion. It's still too early to really worry about what this new staff, you know, how they can impact in-state recruiting right now. It's been, you know, it's only one recruiting cycle for Wisconsin. You know, they, you know, I would, you know, I, I do look at, you know, Roy and, and Booker in particular as, you know, losses. I think the Booker decommitment and then eventual commitment to UCLA was a surprise uh, to many, including myself, but. You know these kids have to go go where they feels best and where they feel they'll be utilized and and what their objectives are. Uh, and you know you're not going to win. You know, it's key for Wisconsin to keep the best in the state in there. And the, the staff does know that know that. I mean, Luke Fickle, within his first week or so of being yeah you know, within the first week of being on the job as Wisconsin coach, went around to high schools and introduced himself to high school coaches. And, you know, some of the key recruits within the state. And so, you know, this new staff, you know, they they are putting up billboards like they did in, was it January, I think, or sometime in the winter. They put up billboards, went on, they call them blitzes between Wisconsin and Chicago. And Luke Sickles talked about this at times with press conferences of, the 300-mile radius was, his, was it during his initial press conference, being the core and the crux of the program. He extended that to about 350 miles, I think, early signing period in last December. So they know the importance of of the players within the state. And they and I always talk to fans that are concerned about what's going on this cycle. I say look to the next cycle in 2025 for those pro, recruits and prospects because you know they've offered big-time names within the state like kuba catalano who's a really good linebacker from germantown owen stribig from waukesha catholic memorial uh among others uh you know right off top of there's another offensive lineman but i think it's michael roski from uh, from watoma so you know and, and even from Waukie marquette there's a specialist that they've offered eric schmidt who's one of the best kickers and punters in the nation according to cole's kicking so they've made uh They're they're working to, you know, Trey Poteet as well, Uh, Hank Poteet's son that plays at Verona. You know, they, they are making strides to bring in, you know, to try to build up relationships within the state. You know, give it more time to cultivate, but what they've done outside the state, has been very impressive. Mandel out of Minnesota, who came on official visit mid June uh, to Madison. That's a huge pickup. They, they had already had four offensive linemen for this class, but they were going to take a fifth if they found the right player. And the right player was someone like Mandel, uh, who you know again is a projected interior lineman according to On Three. And then you, know, you also see other areas within the state. You, know, you take a look at who they've picked up from. You know, there's uh, players from uh, obviously Texas maybe matoyer uh four-star quarterback the pennsylvania area you know there's already five players from pennsylvania on the roster right now well now you know within this class you know they, you have two offensive of linemen uh kevin haywood and, and ryan Corey. you got a safety uh it uh Kim- prescott and then you know a guard and those are all got by those four players are rated a four-star talent by at least one of the recruiting outlets and so Colin Hitchler's a you know, Philadelphia native, that's huge. So I think, you know, like I said, it will be interesting to see how they continue to cultivate with this in-state recruiting and, and just the relationships they build. But I think they're doing a good job. It's going to take some time to cultivate. But they're doing a great job outside of that 350-mile radius. Uh, and they're doing also a good job in Illinois. And I'm, in- I'm intrigued to see what they do within the Chicagoland area going forward.
0: Yeah, there's a running back, I believe, Dupree from Illinois, and uh, he's a five or a four-star running back that could maybe make a commit on Friday that could really help shore up their running back room there. And that part's very interesting, but I know Wisconsin got a decommit from a player that went to Illinois. There seems to be a real fun battle, obviously developing between Minnesota and Wisconsin in recruiting, but now between Brett uh and the Fighting Illini and the Badgers for recruiting also, it could get really fun, and this Dupree kid could really uh, flip the script here for the Badgers as far as recruiting at State.
5: Yeah, you look at someone like Dupree, and yeah, uh, 24-7 and Rivals are both, you know, they both reported that he's expected to make his announcement on Friday, and Rivals rates him, you know, a top 170 player in the nation, a four-star, running back the number four all-purpose back in the nation, according to Rivals, and this is a kid that you watch his junior highlights i mean he is the definition of an all-purpose back you know he can run you know he runs between the tackles downhill has that speed there but the one key and you watched later on his highlights he can he catches the ball out of the backfield seamlessly and if you're looking for someone like that within phil longo's air raid scheme yeah he has that power running he has you know air raids a lot of is all passing right but what Phil Longo's done at North Carolina is also have great running backs that can, you know, gain th- a thousand yards a year. And Dupree could catch a lot of passes, but also run the ball really. You know, I think he has a chance to you – know, if he would commit to Wisconsin, he would really fit and probably thrive down the road. And obviously, we we project right now, but Dupree could be that type of running back to, to complement, uh, you know, a commit right now in Gideon uh, Etuca who is, uh, you know, a Maryland running back, kind of a shorter stature, lists himself at like 5'10", 220, 225-ish, and, you know, is kind of more of a power back, and you complement that with someone if Dupree would commit to Wisconsin, that is, you know, that would be a nice dynamic pairing, uh, you know, if you want to call a Thunder and Lightning type thing, yeah, that, that could work there. But you talk about Wisconsin and Illinois, too. You know, I know checking Dupree's social media accounts, he did visit it looked like he had visited illinois last month as well in addition to wisconsin and uh you know it's funny to see because you talked about the one player it was cornerback vernon woodward the third he took an official visit to wisconsin the first week in of june he was the first announced commitment for wisconsin and then a few weeks later flipped to illinois because he himself also took a visit to illinois you know later that month and so Uh, And then for those that didn't see Aaron Henry, who, you know, former Badger safety, now the defensive coordinator at Illinois, uh, it it appeared to be this way, but him uh, and another assistant appeared to have a, you know, he tweeted something out. I forgot what it exactly was, but it was basically talking about flip uh, flipping a commit. And it sure seemed like talking about Woodward and, you know, flipping Woodward to Illinois. And so, you saw what Illinois did yes, you know, last year, last season, to Wisconsin uh, after Wisconsin got out to the lead, and then Illinois just took control and didn't let go, and a day later, uh, Paul Christ, you know, uh, was no longer head coach. So it's this is going to be a very interesting dynamic to see how Illinois can grow further. Obviously, they need to improve their in-state imprint as well, and keeping that best, I mean, because if, if Illinois or Northwestern, for that matter, I know... Northwesterns. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of a possibly a different story, but you recruit them, you keep the best kids in state, in the state of Illinois. There, you're going to have substantial power, substantially good programs within the state there for football. So, I think, and uh, obviously, Brett has to realize that. I'm sure he does. But now you're seeing Wisconsin kind of, and going into Chicago land even further. They did last for the 2023 cycle get. Commits from Illinois too, so it it shapes up to be a very interesting battle uh, between Big Ten programs, you know, bordering all of Wisconsin. And so uh, we'll see. Just you know, you know, I've already done like analysis about which Big Ten programs are you know Wisconsin's been going up against. We'll have that out probably in December during the early signing period. But you know, they're, they're all recruiting similar areas. I mean, Illinois, you know, and Wisconsin and Minnesota, you know, are both challenging Wisconsin on several recruits. Michigan's, you know, as well, uh, going into Illinois itself uh, and, and whatnot. I'm uh, Marion Stewart, Stewart, who had a chance to talk to in person in, in May, you know, was on an official visit to Wisconsin in early June and committed to Michigan. Went on, it looked like he went on an official visit uh, later that month, and he committed to the Wolverines thereafter. So, uh, But, yeah, Illinois and Wisconsin, you know, not just one more year in the Big Ten left together before the divisions are dissolved, but it's going to be quite the my eyes, it's going to be yeah, quite the battle to see you know, who can you know, win the recruits and then also who's going to win on the field coming up this season.
1: All right, Jake. Well, I've got one more for you. I'm done throwing you softballs. Time, <laughs> time to get into the nitty-gritty of it. <laughs> you had 10 minutes. How many hot dogs could you eat in honor of the oh. hot dog eating contest that we just witnessed?
5: I was listening to the show before I, I jumped on, and I'm like, I could probably get eight, and it, it depends upon the quality of the hot dog. I can't just get like we're doing I do the Nathan's Costco hot dogs.
1: We're talking no; those Nathan things are dog. massive. You're not eating more than three of those. <laughs> yeah,
5: I'm talking like yeah, a Nathan's
1: hot dog. I I'll
5: go with a solid eight. I think eight's a solid good number. Solid eight, and my stomach's going to hate myself. I, think, <sighs> I can't do more. I think like, that's right. I think that's the right answer,
0: <laughs> Jake. Thanks for uh, the the context around the recruits. We appreciate you taking the time.
5: Yeah, thanks, Jake. No, no, I appreciate you all. You guys have a great time. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Talk to you later. Jake Kokorowski from Wisconsin State Journal. And uh, make sure to read him uh, in the State Journal. and. Also, I want to tell you about at Canopy Wealth Management, they take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits your generic mold, neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work hard towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy wealth Dot com we got minute to win it coming up next so i need caller two and four eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six caller two and four eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six we're not in we are now in july which means you get a fifty dollar gift card if you win but you get a twenty five dollar gift card if you compete uh both those from north and south seafood and smokehouse so if all you have to do is be caller 2 or 4 to get a $25 gift card to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. Guaranteed. And then if you pick the right person, you get a $50 gift card to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.
5: Lucky by a billion.
2: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter, at Jim and Matt. Oh, yeah.
3: Ryan, who are our two winners? So, today's two contestants are Travis from Cambridge and our trusty old friend, Derek and Wanaki.
0: Awesome. Well, one of them is going to get 25, the other one's going to get 50 for sure from our good friends at North South Seafood and Smokehouse. Uh, love North South Seafood and Smokehouse. They got three locations in the Madison area Madison, DeForest, and Verona. I was just telling the person to cut my hair today. Hey, when you get a chance, go out to North-South Sea from Smokehouse in the Forest. That's the area she's from. She said she's driven by a million times. She hadn't had a chance to stop in. I said, bring the family. Very family-friendly. The kids will love it. Everyone will love it there. Uh, you're going to get an amazing atmosphere, great service, and a great food. And that doesn't matter any three of the locations because Keith and Aaron have made it a point, and then JD and Ken at their stores as well, made it a point that you're going to have a repeatable experience no matter which north and south you go to. Amazing brisket, I love the burnt ends as well. The the ribs, the seafood, all of it is fantastic at North and South Seafood
2: and Smokehouse. Let's play Minute to Win It. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton?
1: I don't want to pick sides.
2: This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona.
3: All right, so it is obviously July 5th here today. We saw plenty of fireworks from the Badgers on the recruiting trail, but what states enjoy fireworks the most? And so today we're going with the states with the highest value of fireworks per person. So essentially, highest fireworks sales per capita by states, top 10 states. Goodness. So I know this isn't like really in the sports vein necessarily, <laughs> but I thought this would be a good one where, you know, any man could win this one. Any man being Matt Hamilton. <laughs>
0: Goodness Uh, gracious. All righty.
3: All right. Are you ready, Jim? I am. All right. Your time starts now. What about Tennessee? Tennessee is not on the list. (sighs) Florida. Florida. Also not in the top ten. All right. So you got two wrong. You can only get one more wrong. Otherwise, you are disqualified and Travis in Cambridge is going to be very disappointed in you. Well, I mean, did you tell him the category? I mean, could I told him the category. Literally be grasping at straws right now, right? Well, just come on. Think. Good what, god. Which states do you think would be the most firework prone? Yeah, Florida, and Tennessee, <laughs> really
0: feel like they're firework type states to me. Well, god.
3: You got to think a little broader. Come on. Think. I'll give you one hint. All right, I'll give you think a little more Midwest. All right. Well, I'll throw out Wisconsin. Wisconsin not in the top 10 either. Wisconsin number 14 on the list.
0: All righty. <laughs> well, I wonder if Matt's going to get any of these either. All right, we can flag down Matt Hamilton.
3: Ryan, come on Look, now. You gotta, I don't think it should have been this hard. That's so arbitrary. It's that arbitrary. Unbelievable. And like I said, you got to think about what states are firework-prone states. Do not give him any tips. I will not give on. him any tips. T- I'm going to tell
0: you this, though. This one stinks. I
3: mean, it doesn't stink. Come
0: it on. is complete
3: hogwash. It is not. I disagree. Does that mean... I can win it. Is that why it's awkward? I made this one designed to help I think we're going to you we're gonna tie. Okay, not designed to help Matt Hamilton win, but designed to help anyone win. Okay, and that is because by anyone he means Matt Hamilton. July fifth, the day after the day after Firework Day, yeah. July fourth. So I decided to look up the top ten states for firework sales per person in the United States. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. I'm curious, Matt. Do you think you'll get any of the states on this list? I think I'll get a couple. You'll get a couple? You right. literally got like you're throwing darts at the
0: United States of America.
1: Well, yeah, but you gotta then think like which state seems like they would
3: really enjoy fireworks. All right. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, your time starts now. Texas. Texas is not in the top ten. Um. Let's
1: see. What's another obvious one? I'm thinking like South. Indiana. Indiana on the list. Correct. Yeah, Number you can seven we get fireworks in Indiana. Um Man, I don't know, Arkansas? Arkansas? Not in the top ten. Not in the top ten. Okay. Jim got I'm sure at least one. Uh let's see, where do I see a ton of them? I feel like Michigan and Illinois, but I don't know if Illinois got it.
3: Um Kentucky. Kentucky, not on the list. Oh,
0: you beat me one to zero.
3: No way. Yeah. I said
0: <laughs> Florida, Tennessee, and then he said, you know, Midwest. He gave me a hint. I said Wisconsin.
1: Nah. See, I wanted I kind of wanted to say Illinois or Michigan. How is
3: Texas or Florida or Tennessee or Arkansas not on this list? Look, it is from the U.S. Census Bureau. It's not my no, list. I believe you. It's I not believe my you. List. I'm very curious. This the fact, cold hard facts. These are the numbers. What's the most explosive state? That, has, the most to, e- yeah, that has to be
0: the lowest scoring <laughs> minute to win <laughs> it. No, but I, I think the category one. is fun, especially no, given the day. I think it, I think s- that was fun. Two, Way we, to we're take supposed the to rain, like, so. actually have some fun and get some right. You had one.
1: Well, no, but people listening are... Also curious oh, they, about what no, was right. And you've
0: thought about this. You've thought about oh, I wonder what state. No,
1: but I've listened to like weird radio bits where it's so it seems so out of left field, right? And, and like, I've been very curious. And to you know, know I what. love those too, right? Those are my I favorite mean, things. I, I get into it. I know you don't get into that kind of stuff. Jim Rutledge, big radio. Random, random
3: knowledge sure. is something I'm tiered for.
1: So let's hear the top ten.
3: All right, so the top ten numbers one through three are Missouri, Nebraska, and Kansas. That's why I said Midwest. I mean, that is the heart Missouri, of Missouri, Nebraska, and Kansas. And then it's <laughs> Alabama. Isn't that like? one state really but go ahead no then it's Alabama (laughs) North Dakota Wyoming Indiana the one state that Matt got and then South Carolina Ohio South Dakota So I
0: think think the key for a lot of these if I remember going forward and God hope we never do one of these again but like the less populated the better chance you got
1: I mean, yeah, it's per. But we did like Wyoming, and Wyoming was not good. But like South Dakota and North Dakota were both on that population. Right, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Missouri, their fireworks sales per capita is twenty dollars per person. Then Nebraska's eleven eighty three. So that's how far the drop is between Missouri and Nebraska. But then, yes, you're right. And Missouri was number one. You said Missouri's number one, far and away. They so had-
0: like the average person probably in Missouri, though, probably spends hundreds of dollars on it because not obviously not everyone yeah, is buying fireworks. Skewed, yeah. That is crazy.
3: That's awesome. And this is year-round. <laughs> These are year-round fireworks, right? So this isn't just in the month of July or anything like that. But, yes, $125 million. I mean, that
1: always fireworks. blew me away, like, going on road trips, and you see the sign for fireworks stores, and you're like, it is January. <laughs> like, yeah. How are you guys still around? And it's like that, like, year-round Halloween store. I was right, like, yeah. what is going on? Uh, Are you a money laundering business? Yes. The answer is yes for all those. Every business
0: you see on State Street, like how many popcorn stores can we have on State Street? (laughs) They are all laundering money. This is Religent Hamilton presented by Coors Light.